0: Aiden Williams here, and it's another episode of the Man in the Mirror podcast. It's a podcast where each week I talk to a male guest about their life and work, about some of the key items on their bathroom shelves, and we talk self-care, self-image, and all those good things. So this week, uh, I've got a really interesting guest. It's Jake Shu, who is the co-founder of Shake Up Cosmetics. Now, I've been really keen to um, chat to someone from the male cosmetics sector so I was thrilled that um, Jake agreed to come on the podcast. I think it's a, it's a really interesting area and I hope you're really going to enjoy this conversation and finding out a bit more about Jake and about the brand and about some of um, some of the things that he uses in his regime. So without further ado, uh, I'm Hayden Williams on the Man in the Mirror podcast. I'm talking to Jake Shu from Shake Up Cosmetics. Here we go. Welcome along to another episode of Man in the Mirror. It's Hayden Williams here. And it's a real pleasure this week to tell you I'm joined by Jake Hsu, who is the co-founder of Shake Up Cosmetics. And it's, it's the first time I have actually had a, a cosmetics brand on the show. So I'm really looking forward to the chat. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Thank you very much, Hayden. How are you? I'm really well. Look, thank you so much for, for doing this and, and um, coming on the podcast. And it's such an interesting area. And, you know, we've, we've done... God, I think eighteen episodes so far, but I was really keen to cover this this area of of, of grooming and fragrance and all these things because uh, it mm. feels like it, um, we're at a really interesting point. I suppose
1: the mm.
0: yeah, the first thing it'd be great to to find out about is um, you know what what is it in your background that, that brought you to, to this and to starting this brand? Is it something that has always been a um, an interest and a passion of yours, or is it more a kind of you know spotting a gap business type decision?
1: Yeah. So, uh, a bit of a both, um, right. like many, like many other, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like many other brands and businesses, the, the, the seed was sown when, you know, sort of coming from personal struggle. Right. Uh, so it's co-founded by me and my twin, twin brother, Shane. So, okay. uh, we, um, since we were teenagers, we str- we struggled with, the, with skin conditions. You know, we had rosacea breakouts, um, you know, what have you. And so, you know, that really impacted on our confidence growing up. Right. Um, especially during the teenage years, early twenties, you know. Yeah. Um, so so that was quite a big concern of ours, quite a big issue for us. And and we tried probably every single skincare or cosmetic makeup products under the sun. You know, just trying to find the products that 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 we could relate to and products yes. that 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 our skin was um, you know, more suitable for our skin type, our skin concerns, but we really struggled um, on two accounts. One is that as a guy trying to find those kind of products is, is hard enough. You know that yeah we don't we don't have that education growing up from our sisters or mother or you know you don't talk about those kind of things growing up as a guy, and then we go into stores and those kind of brands tend to be marketed at women. So you know, Absolutely. it's very it's quite a high hurdle for guys to ask for help from the shop assistant when it comes to skincare, even more so about cosmetics and, you know, shaded products for coverage. So we just figured that, you know, we can't be alone in this. We, we, you know, there must be other guys like us and then sure enough there are. And also our background, our first business that we set up back in 2006 was a marketing agency. And, um, and we ran that agency for about 10 years and majority of our clients were in cosmetic and beauty uh, world uh, ah. our key accounts were boots, Spurs bees, molten Brown, and those were our clients day in day out clients right so we we really kind of like got a bit of an understanding of how the beauty world works and how to build a beauty brand through through that business, so combine the two together, that's really where the idea of creating our own beauty brand to serve underserved uh, demographic just like ourselves that's where the idea came from
0: yeah and then it's so interesting and i think you you're right and and i guess that formative period when we are you know adolescence and getting into our early 20s you have to be so careful with products don't you because you you can end up you know sometimes the the more things you're you're applying to try and Help help the problem can end up exacerbating it and and making it worse, you know. And and I suppose especially when you add in the the element of the the more sort of cosmetic things and, and shaded products, as you say, I guess what you don't want is to sort of clog things up and and make skin even worse. So it's um yeah, I, I, it's, it's it's very real. And as you say, there's a there's a definite gap there in the market because you know, we've talked about it before on the podcast as as well as you know certainly the case with. With well, a lot of men's products but you, you quite often you, you're either in an environment that isn't particularly suited to men or you're trying to navigate in a in a store or an online environment where you're trying to f- sort of find your way through a, a lot of products that aren't necessarily targeted at you to try you know so in a literal sense in a in a store you know finding your way to the the back of the department store or whatever where there might be a small men's section so it's yeah to yeah. actually have a brand and, that, and
1: I think you know the men men's skin and women's skin, they are quite different. Yes. You know, like you know, some people do say that you know, skin is skin. Actually it's not quite true. Um, we always say as a brand that you know beauty shouldn't have gender, but actually skin does have gender. Yeah. And men's skin, for example, is twenty to twenty five percent thicker than women's skin. We have bigger pores more often, therefore it's more sebaceous and you know, it tends to be greasier, oilier. And also we do shave more often, generally speaking. Yeah. So, you know, that the top layer of skin does get, you know, damaged more often so that it's more sensitive to outside stress and pollutants and things like that. So, you know, we probably break out more easily. So all of these things do need to take into account when guys pick skincare, even more so when it comes to cosmetic product because it's more complex formulations. And it does need to take all of that into account when you create something that is just for guys' skin type. And also men tend to look for a different kind of finish, you know, for the majority of our customers and for myself, for example, you know, when I use coverage foundations or concealers or BB cream, I'm kind of looking for that subtle mattified finish rather than a made up look, which is, you know, most of the women products uh, will give you. And also a lot of the women, women products, because women's skin tends to be drier than men, they go for that kind of glowy and dewy look, which for me, who has got a woolly skin, that's the last thing I want. So all of these things kind of made it necessary for us to create something that's specifically designed for men.
0: Yeah. Obviously, you grew up in in China and, and came here um, mm. for for university. I, I don't really know the the market there. Could, was there as as many products um, that you could find? You know, in terms of skincare and medicinal things, was it a similar? Is it a similar sort of market in terms of? Products for skin and spots and all those things. Did you did you find the products that you needed in in China at least to kind of help some of your issues?
1: Um, not really. Um, I mean, we actually fortunately had a bit of a growing up that's kind of like a combined West and, and the East. You know, we oh, okay. we went to international school and also we had uh, lived abroad as well. So you do get the the comparison between the two. I would say that. In China, back then, when we when we moved here permanently, when we, when we moved here for for, for, for for higher education, it still wasn't as advanced as it is now. When it comes to men's beauty, it was still in you know, a lot more conservative. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was more it was less so than than the U, than than the West, I would say. Because I do remember when I was younger, well, when I was little. I remember this TV ad that was really famous. It was about this guy talking to his factory workers who are a bunch of girls, how he's using this skincare cream and they should be using it as well. And they're talking about the benefits of it. And, 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 and that ad was, um, you know that had a strapline or something that became really famous catchphrase and then people are using it all the time in their daily life. So that's that's what really you know they, they built up that brand to be the, the number one skincare brand. And it was now thinking bad, it, it was targeting men and women. Right. And you Nina, know, that was back in the 1980s. And there was this is this is quite pioneering if you if you think about it. Yeah. For for a society such as China. Um, but now if you look at it, the main, men's beauty and men's cosmetics is definitely a light year ahead of the the, the, the West um, in Asia. You know, it's kind of influenced by K-pop, J-pop, you know, Mandopop, you know, the, the BTS of the world. Of and course. Yeah. They all have this glass look, a glass skin look. They have this kind of eyeshadows and they all wear makeup and they have this kind of polished, poreless skin, uh, which of course is achieved by, you know, good skincare routine as well as makeup. Mm. Um, so that really permeates into the rest of Asia. So Asia is definitely you know, a lot more advanced in terms of the attitude towards men's beauty.
0: And are there, are there brands, um, in China and Japan and places like that, that, that target men specifically?
1: Yes. Um, many, many of them. Um, yeah. In, in China, there's so many domestic brands that are designed, you know, purely for men, whether that's skincare or makeup or both. Um, and also in Japan they have, um, it's it's a brand called the three by Fiveism, And that is a men's only brand, um, they also have quite a few others as well. Korea is just, yeah, you know, countless, yeah. countless of those brands in Korea.
0: Yeah, but I think it's. Um, I, I was thinking about this this earlier that that really, in terms of, well, I'm speaking to you here and we're here in the UK, but it just feels like a brand that certainly in in the UK couldn't really have existed, you know, in the last century. Certainly, you know, so say twenty years ago. So I, I, it's really interesting to me, and I, I wonder what you think. What's changed in in society and in, in the climate to allow this now? Do you do you think about that?
1: Yeah, we do. I mean, timing it really is a interesting thing. You know, I think um, if we had actually launched this brand, um, like you said, you know, five or ten years ago, um, we probably wouldn't have actually survived the first to five months. basically yeah. Because, but even <laughs> even now, sadly, there's still to a lot of people there's still there's still that stigma there. You know, God forbid that there's a men's beauty brand for men. You know, what if we go to war tomorrow? You know, it's that kind of mentality still lingers. That, that still exists in a lot of guys. And we get that on a daily basis on social. Um, but I do think that the societal shift is happening and it has been happening in the last uh, you know, few years now. I think movements such as Me Too, for example, really kind of wakes up a lot of guys thinking, wait a minute, that's not the blueprint of what a man's supposed to be that I support. Yeah. You know, I'm a guy, but that does not represent who I am.
0: What, that very sort of, you know, that, that idea of, you know, very sort of binary, alpha male, mm. toxic masculinity, is that, is that what you're talking about? Yes. Yeah.
1: absolutely. Yeah, the toxic word, hyper-masculinity, whatever you want to call it, that sort of thing, really does not represent um, the majority of the men anymore. And especially with, you know, Gen Z growing up into their own, you know, person, their own persona, their own character they grow up in this kind of society that is so much more fluid, so much yeah, more tolerant. Exactly. And they, you know, they, they, they the, the the gender uh, shouldn't really be a thing. That the, the gender bias shouldn't be a thing for them. And then they will come into this this world and basically demand that this attitude to, to be changed because this is outdated. So that is really great to see. And we are banking on that shift in order to grow our brand as well.
0: And it was really interesting when you, you said earlier... Um, that obviously, you know, we don't necessarily have to see gender in products, but there's there's a clear difference between male and female skin. Mm. So, I mean, are you are you? Because I, I notice on on the products, it's, it's not as though all over the box it says, you know, men's cosmetics. <laughs> but but um, is that a deliberate thing to sort of keep keep the kind of binary nature? Off, mm. off, the packaging and off
1: the of the product. Y- yes. Um, thanks for noticing that. I think you know from the packaging design point of view, we you know when you look at the men's aisle, there's black and white, silver and blue. There's no other colors yeah, in the aisle. For, you yeah, know, the occasional for the, orange the, maybe. I think. <laughs> yeah, occasional orange. You know, <laughs> thanks L'Oreal. Um, <laughs> but I think I think, but but you can look at the majority of those brands for men. It's almost like men are colorblind or something. You know, we love colors too. Okay, fine. We might not. Be you know, appeal to like a hot pink kind on of the bottle. Maybe you are, you know, but generally speaking, maybe that is not the appropriate color for it. But I do think we do think that you know, a bit of a glamour is is necessary. So we introduce this racing green and the silver um, foil, to, to just bring a bit of a glamour into a product that a, you're you're going to be proud to display on your shelf. Yeah. And also, we come into this category not not with a defensive attitude to. You know, because there's so many brands that coming into that, coming to this category because of that stigma around it, is almost kind of coming with like, yeah, so what? Kind of like in you know, attitude, but we're quite matter of fact about it. You know, this is this is what it is. If you're a guy that you don't want to use color cosmetics, that's totally fine. Just like a lot of women don't want to use makeup, and that's fine too. Mm. You you use it for your own purpose. You don't use it for for anyone else. So we didn't feel the need to put for men. Not for women, or you know that sort of thing. On the boxes everywhere, it, it really is about um, because I think the gender neutrality is the ideal. You know, one day we will get there, but for men, it's a necessary step between now and then. We need to involve more men into the beauty conversation now, absolutely, even before we can even talk about the gender neutrality.
0: I think you're right, and I think you know, I, I'm. I, it really appeals to me this sort of yeah, kind of almost sort of neutrality to it. it you know, you're not you're not sort of leaning in heavily to the the masculine, but you're, you're not, you know, not apologising that this is going to appeal to men. But um, yeah, yeah, I, I guess, I suppose there are. There's going to be men that come into the sector that might want something that still feels a bit more, you know, mm. inverted commas, masculine, or or makes them feel more reassured. And I guess that's that's okay. But I mm. I really like the sort of unapologetic nature of this brand and the, and the fact that yeah, it's it's not sort of um, it, you're not having to apologise for. Being a man and, and being interested, and, and yeah, it, it doesn't have to come at it through some sort of.
1: Thank you. I, I just feel like we, we just didn't feel the need to overcompensate. I think exactly. that's probably the. Exactly. You know, it's almost like I, I feel like masculinity comes in so many different shapes and forms. And I do think masculinity is a lot less fragile than people think. Um, yeah. you know, just because you feel threatened doesn't mean that it all of have... yeah, yeah. It's that kind of being threatened. I mean, I do understand it. Why some people do feel like that. And that's, that's, that's totally fine. It's not their fault or anything. I mean, that is just someone's preference. But, you know, because we created this brand for people like ourselves and we are not, we're not like that. I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say that I'm particularly feminine or anything like that, but at the same time, I do feel a masculinity do come in different shapes. Absolutely.
0: And I, and it's, it's so interesting, this whole area. And I'm, I'm you know, a lot older than you and, and a different generation. I'm nearly 50 and I have a, a teenage son. So I'm, you know, seeing this through the lens of someone now who's who's growing up. And, you know, of course, his attitudes are, uh, are different to mine and it's great to sort of learn from him. But it's, um, and I suppose, like you were talking about Gen Z and, and now, you know, my son who's 14. Hopefully they'll come to a stage where they can see all kinds of different, role models out there and and they're probably not even imprinted with these same ideas of of masculinity that that certainly i am and, and you will be to a, to a lesser degree so all, all of these things will be normalized so much more
1: yeah same here i hope so as yeah. well. and actually I, I i think we are in the same generation i'm from 42 next week so you know we're oh, okay the same I'm, age yeah. bracket oh okay, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay yeah. you, you, look, but, um, you look you look you're, you're obviously using your um products are looking far better on <laughs> it than I am yeah I've got Yeah, you're too kind no no <laughs> So yeah I've got uh, yeah 50 this year which is frightening but um, the the mm-hmm. other thing you know you were talking about the, the, the conditions that have allowed the brand to, to flourish now and, and you talked about me too and I wonder where do you see social media um, as, a, as a factor or do, or do you see it as a factor
1: uh, it definitely is a huge factor yeah. and we had this love and hate relationship with, with yeah, social media absolutely. you know that's on some level, it really does pushes a lot of positivity forward. But when it's misused, um, you know, that's where a lot of toxic um, elements that you can actually absorb from that platform as well. It, it is, it is a tricky balance. And um, for us, we do see a lot of the stigma and abuse uh, sort of happening on that, on that platform. Mm. Now, Personally, I still think that it's a very important communication tool and channel because when we get those kind of messages, at least we can we have a platform to communicate and trying to talk to them and yeah. try to not convert them, but you know, discuss and 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 communicate. Um otherwise without this platform, you actually don't you don't really have anything you know you don't really have an any channel to 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 get your point across or to listen so i i do i do see it being a really important um channel and certainly with the gen z or gen z um you know the, the tiktok generation instagram generation the fake ideal or the unattainable ideal that those kind of social posts or social uh phenomenon is posing for young people is very concerning um mm. but what we can do is, you know, more and more people, if we can actually start to use it in the correct way and then try to get that positive message out, the body positivity, um, you know, self-confidence and things like that. If we get those messages out, to drown out those toxic voices, I, I think there's still hope that we can still, yeah. you know, use it for, for the greater good. But yeah, it is a tricky balance. is much greater and bigger than 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 me or, or a yeah. brand. Can. Yeah, and
0: I think another interesting side of of social media is the whole, filtering thing as well and and you know trying Mm. to create that sort of false ideal all that you know that and i totally you know i understand why why it happens but um i guess that's another side of it isn't it sort of creating this almost impossible visual ideal that people are trying to kind of live up to which is we can't do
1: yeah the masking right i mean the filtering of the two things when it's the filtering of your look and your your appearance, and the other one is filtering how your, your life, life. yeah, you know, yeah, filtering your lifestyle, what 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 your life is really like, and I think that does make a lot of people, especially if someone actually going through tough patches, and then they will see this, and then they will make them even more depressed because they'll feel like everyone else is winning, I'm losing, and then that is such a that's a, such a toxic thing, and it, it really is.
0: But sort of zooming out from you know from some of the problems, I suppose you know there are positives inherent in it, and I and I guess. You know, for for a brand like yours, the the idea that we we want to present ourselves online visually, and of course, I suppose even these days with video conferencing and Zoom and all those things, I suppose it you know the, the fact that there's you know, and I guess all this sort of selfie generation thing, but the the fact that we mm. feel the need to present ourselves visually so much more, that must be playing a part in where ShakeUp sits in the market. Do you think?
1: Absolutely, I think you know the filtering and all of that sort of masking it all come from the desire of looking your best and feel your best. And I think, you know, for us, it's all about how you feel inside. If you wear a foundation to cover those blemishes, if that makes you feel better about yourself, and then do it. Not to do it to please others. And, you know, if you are really proud of your freckles, like my brother is, and he doesn't ever want to cover those freckles, he mm. feels really proud of those and he feels most confident he feels... Good with themselves, and that's fine. Don't cover it, and be you. Be comfortable in your own skin. Um, but what we promote is the self care and the self confidence, as well as the skincare. Skincare is self care as well. You know. So I think I think we're mostly focusing on the, the the inner peace and inner beauty when you look your best, or when you feel like that you're presenting the best version of yourselves to the outside world. Yeah. Um, and our products are the tools for them to do that. And I think it is human nature to always you know, be be the best version of ourselves here, right? I mean, that, you know, whether that you're on Zoom or you're meeting someone or whether you just basically lounge around at home and you want to, you know, you you want to feel like that you are the best version of yourself. And I think that is the right that everyone should have. And I think men so far has been kind of deprived of the choice of using techniques and tools and products mm. to help them do that. And, you know, that's what we're here to do. And and the sort of
0: pushback that you get, you know, you mentioned some of the people online and stuff. What, if you can summarize, what's the prob- what's the problem? What I, 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 do you think people feel threatened, or they don't feel like men should be participating in this category, or what? what what's the, what are the themes that come up in in when people reach mm. out to the brand? I'm sure it's not very nice.
1: But- yeah, no, they're they're not, and I think you know we we don't tend to delete them unless they are personally abusive to the model or the um, influencer that is featured in an ad or in a post. Um, You know, those kind of things we do not tolerate. But um, the kind of messages that we do tend to discuss um, with them, I mean, the the two big camps, one is the sort of toxic masculinity camp where basically people are talking about, you know, this is, you know, men not supposed to do this. Soap and water is all, uh, all a man needs, and that <laughs> sort of thing. And the other side is obviously predictably um, homophobic comments and things like that. And oh, okay. you know, those those are very, you know, hard to see because you really do feel and you hope the world is a better place than that. But that really kind of brings out the worst. You know, so I think it's just really unnecessary, and we get we get that almost on a daily basis. And our competing, you know, brands, our fellow brands in this category, they get that as well. Some of them more so than us. Mm. Um, so it's, it's it's sad that you're still seeing all of that, which we're hoping to change. But yeah,
0: and if you know, surely the whole the whole issue is far more nuanced than that, anyway. Because you know, there, there could be people who. Who've got real problems with their skin that they want to, they want, like you said, want to be the best version of the cells or they want to cover something up or there could be a birthmark or a blemish or something. So exactly, you know, what's wrong with a, you could just want to leave it as it is and, and sort of, celebrate it and that's fine but equally everyone's got the right to to present themselves however they want haven't they it just feels exactly yeah, it's, I, yeah that... I think
1: it's, it's more just about respecting each other's choice you know exactly, it's, yeah. it's, it's totally fine we can respect that this is not the choice that you want to make you know this is not something that that you want, ever want to consider which is fine but let other people choose what they how they want to live their life and how they take care of their skin. Yeah, live and I don't let know live why that is so difficult. Get on. Yeah. Let other people get on with it. Yeah, exactly. Um
0: but I'm really pleased to see that, you know, it's obviously doing so well. And and it's a brand now that people can find on the high street as well, is it Jake? Yes.
1: We are in uh, 150 select uh, Superdrug stores. Uh, we can also be purchased on uh, superdrug.com online as well. Uh, we're on Amazon and you can all, uh, of course find us um, on our own website, shakeupcosmetics.com. We are also talking to other retailers um, so that we can democratise it. I mean, it's very important for us to be able to have a presence on the high street. Um, it is very important to us. Yeah,
0: I was going to say. I think you know, it must feel sort of a testimony to the the work you're doing and the success you're having that you can be there. But it is Im- it's important, isn't it? Because to 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 move something from being uh, you know more niche and 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 specialist, you, you need it in people's you know literally in people's faces, don't you? you need to, f- mm. f- well, and, and also for for people to be able to access easily and, and to have it front of mind because you don't yeah, obviously to go online you might get served an ad but essentially you're going to have to think that's something I want and um, search for it and then order it all yeah. fine but you know and, a,
1: and that, that spontaneous
0: thing is important isn't it oh, that, I, oh this is something for mm. me I've seen it in a shop great
1: yeah yeah absolutely you, you're totally right this is about the brand awareness you know want to make sure that people you know you need to see it so many times there's so many different touch points before you make a yeah. decision that you want to buy it but on a deeper level, you know, as a brand, you know, what we want to do is to normalize um, men's using skincare, men's using cosmetics. If you always remain that online niche taboo brand that people have to basically search or get like a different like passcode to be able to find you, you, you can never really break that taboo or that stigma. So, you know, the only way to normalize it, to democratize it, is to make sure that you're in the high street. You're in those kind of retailers where people, are, okay, well, if Superdrug stocks it, that must be okay for me to use.
0: Because I think sometimes, you know, I'm guilty of it myself. You know, there's, I'm, I live on the outskirts of London, so it's not, it's not that difficult to go into town and go to a, you know, big department store or something like that. But it's obviously a lot of people's shopping experience is is a, a kind of regular high street, and I think there's sometimes this sort mm. of rarefied world of you know, uber expensive and fancy brands in, in, you know, big kind of beauty halls in, in London or Mm -hmm. Manchester or, you know, Leeds or whatever. It's, you know, a lot of people need to just see it on their street, don't they? And you'll just end up picking up the brands that you see in your local, uh, you know, boots or super truck or or whatever. So it's it's fantastic that you're, um, you know, building up your presence there and that's where people can find it.
1: Thank you. So
0: I'm really keen as well, because, obviously someone that's got a, a cosmetics brand and really interested to hear about your bathroom shelf and some of the, the key items that you you have in your regime.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So yeah, it would be great to, to hear a little bit about well, I suppose, we, you know, we've talked about skincare. So what does your sort of morning and evening skincare
1: routine look like, Jake? Okay, so before I knew better, I was overdoing it. You know, I was right. cleansing multiple times because I had oily skin, like I mentioned earlier. And my misconception was that the more you wash them off, um, you know, almost like stripping out this oil layer, and then your skin will be mattified, it will be drier. And that was actually doing the opposite. Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Stripping away no. of this natural in no. um, And at that we see that in um, you know, a lot of guys sort of, you know, asking for help through our brand. One of the best thing that we can do is to really pass on those educations to guys to really help them out with those kind of misperceptions as well as, uh, you know, misunderstandings of how, what, what skincare is supposed to look like. Now, um, I, ha- I have a morning routine. I have evening, evening routine and I don't wash my face more than twice a day. Um, yeah, I can sort of keep it there. Um, in the morning, I'll, I usually use our um, willow bark or salicylic acid face wash, and that's great for keeping those you know acne and breakouts at bay. Yeah, I do always use toner, and then that toner is quite an Asian guy's thing, and, and I think you know toner is definitely getting more popular in the West as well, which is fantastic to see. But yeah. I think toner is one of the best things you can use because you know things like salicylic acid to help you get rid of the dead skin cells or really clear your skin. It, after all it is a wash off product so, you know it stays on your skin as you rub it in you know for what 20 30 seconds you know if yeah. that but you do wash them off but a toner just basically completes that cleansing process so you have those kind of you know uh sort of ingredients on your skin to make sure that they continue to unclog the pores. Mm. And then I will go on with the moisturizer. And I actually, I have been using the anti-blemish moisturizer by Clinique for men for the longest time. And I'm a huge fan of that. Yeah, it's uh, good. that product. So um, in the evening, um, I will do a a cleanse, but I will usually go for a slightly milder, where I should probably not a silica acid-based Cleanse uh, cleanser. I'll use a cleansing balm, especially if I use BB cream, which I tend to use on a daily basis. Our BB cream has SPF twenty five, so you know that that saves me having to put on SPF on, on top of my yeah, usual moisturizer. Because SPF, we constantly say to people, wear SPF every day, even if it's raining, if yeah. it's cloudy, yeah, do yeah. it every single day. If you don't want to age, if you don't want to see wrinkles prematurely, wear SPF. That's one of the best things you can do for your skin. But because of our BB cream has SPF and it also covers my redness and rosacea, I just use it as a two-in-one. So that's you know, one of the best thing that we that we think that Well, it's, it's good, has. isn't it, as
0: well, these, these kind of products, you know, as long as they're effective in both areas. But you know, mm. the... If you've got to travel around, or you're going to the gym, or you're away, you know, actually, the the fewer things you can have in your toilet bag yeah. is better, isn't it? If it's, so, you've got the the the, yeah. the tint and the SPF as well, so it's kind of two products in one.
1: Yeah, and multifunctional is one of the key things. You know, every product that we develop, we make sure it's multifunctional, and it is paring down. So the rather than adding adding on, so you know, um, guys tend to like that. Um, yeah, I suppose there's, so, there's yeah. a, there must
0: be a. I don't know, I'm sure there's someone's done research, but there must be a kind of sort of sweet spot where you you know people will do a regime that's got a certain number of steps whether it's you know three mm-hmm. or four or whatever but i guess if you know as you said at the beginning if, if you end up doing or, you know a routine that has oh you know it's fine it's just a 10-step routine and you're going to lose a lot yeah. of people you're going to lose a lot of people aren't you if if it's going to take yeah. too much time or involve too many products i suppose
1: Yeah, yeah, it's too much to remember and uh, guys won't just, won't stick to it and it becomes too expensive and things like that. It's just hard to manage. But like I said, if I do wear a BB cream, I usually use like a cleansing balm in the evening just to wash that off. And is milder as well. And then I will go on with um, a more moisturizer to keep it moisturized because I leave it dry and then that's when it produces more oil to overcompensate. That's when it becomes, you know, even oilier. And then that's when the breakouts happened. So in the evening before I go to bed, I'll use our serum, our anti aging serum is my go to. That's my favorite product. So I do basically just lather on and put I, I go through that very quickly <laughs> and I, I do put a lot on. Yeah. Because, you know, our skin actually absorbs the ingredients the most efficiently between three and five in the morning, and I tend oh, I to didn't put know the, that. yeah I tend to put that kind of you know the anti aging serum on before I go to sleep and knowing when I'm sleeping you will do his job and I'll wake up with a plump, plush skin. So that that that's kind of my simple routine and I stick to that on a on a daily yeah.
0: basis. I'm glad it's that you talked about um, a toner product and you know, that's part of my regime too. And it, it is interesting with the um, the shake up one. It's Obviously, you know, part of your range aimed at men, but it's not that easy in a lot of stores to find a toner that's aimed at men. And I suppose, I, I, don't know, do you, do, are there different ingredients in your toners and moisturizers that have kind of specific things that are, I mean, I'm sure there are, that are aimed at male skin that that would be different yeah. to a, if I picked up a different toner that's just... More aimed at women.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, um, with the, with the toner, and I think toner had a really bad rep because back in the days, so and the toner seems to be very much associated with the alcohol. You know, like toner is very yeah. alcoholic back yeah. in the day. It's almost about like kind of burning away the bacteria <laughs> and that sort of thing. And if you are a guy and a shave often, and that could really it can sting. sting. Yeah, and, it can. yeah. I mean, there's layer to it. Obviously, you want to have um, sort of you know stripping acid kind of things so so that you don't you kind of prevent the ingrown hair especially if you do shave A lot Um, but our products you know doesn't have a high level of alcohol like the um, traditional sense of toner so it doesn't sting as much and at the same time it has got more more moisturizing and hydrating ingredients in there as well so it doesn't just strip away it it does nourish and actually hydrate your skin but at the same time continue to unclog the pores and prevent the the skin cells building up so that's really when we develop that product that is the brief that we gave to the manufacturer got you and what about fragrance, Jake? Are you are you a fragrance fan? Do
0: you do you tend to put a fragrance on
1: top? I love fragrance, um, and I have been. Are we talking about all the toilet here? like your yeah. aftershave, yeah, thing, exactly, or yeah. the fragrance product? Oh yeah, right. no, okay, not so not sort of I,
0: fragrance in Jacob, up, but just um, yeah. Do you have a sort yeah. of finishing? Oh the toilet or perfume.
1: Yes, yes, I I my go-to which is the one I have been using for the last probably 10 years now is the uh, Hermès, um, it's called the Mr. Lee's Garden, Le Jardin de Mister Lee. Oh nice. So it's the I don't know it's, it's it's a yellowish kind of bottle. Yeah. Um I've been using that for the last probably 4 or 5 years, not as long as 10. Before that was the Bleu de Chanel and that was when when I started discovering this new one. I, I started using this more often simply because it's, it's it's suitable for both summer and winter. It's such a fresh, oriental garden. That's the only way I can dis- explain it. And the name is really really appropriate and adapted because it's called the Mister Lee Mister Lee's Garden, and it really does smell like a oriental garden. Right. It might have jasmine in it. I, I I don't know what the top mid base notes are. Uh, I probably should do, but I just love the. The, fresh the fact that you love it—that's it. the main thing. Yeah, yeah, it's a lovely scent. Great, I'll check that one out.
0: And um, <laughs> in terms of hair care, what do, do you have a, a certain number of steps in terms of hair care? What, what do you do for your hair?
1: I, I, I really—I mean, with my shampoo and conditioner, I am quite particular about those things. So in terms of um, hair gel and hair wax, I've just been using the L'Oreal for men for the longest time. Yeah, um, I know a lot of guys probably will be like, "Oh no, don't use that!" one. <laughs> but you know, that is that seems to be one that kind of you know works best with my hair because my asian hair is asian hair is very thick and quite stiff yeah um and i i I envy my white friends who has got like an you know soft wavy (laughs) blonde hair they don't even need any product it's just like very effortlessly you'll just style it um with a bit of a tonic and things like that for me um it just wouldn't stay in shape unless i use something that's really kind of you know Stronghold. Got you. But shampoo and conditioner, I yeah, I, I do separate them. I, I, I rarely use like a two in one um, type of products, um, and also do choose the one that's kind of milder on the skin because I do feel like it does irritate my skin because it's you know unavoidably yeah. inevit- inevitably that you get them onto your face um, and. I do have sensitive skin, so I I tend to go for more natural... um, Something milder. Yeah, something milder, yeah. And
0: do you shave every day, Jake? I do, yeah. Yeah. Are you a wet shaver or an
1: electric man? Uh, I'm a wet shaver. And um, I also... I don't know whether this is my Asian genes. I I can't grow a beard to save my life and I <laughs> I end up looking like a Chinese fortune teller every time I try to <laughs> grow something. Um and it it just doesn't suit me. And actually I think uh it kind of makes me look a bit younger so that is also a, also a bonus. Uh but I do um I do wet shave. Yeah. My brother interestingly he uses electric razor.
0: And that doesn't he doesn't get the redness so much. So
1: I think got good his machine. skin's probably built up the tolerance for it now. Yeah. Um, yeah but yeah. if I if I use it, like for example, if I'm you know on business trip or whatever, that I you know I just want to have a quick shave, and I, I would sometimes borrow his electric razor. It really does irritate my skin, so I I, I think um, I think it's it's just a habit thing now at this point. Oh, well,
0: that's brilliant, and it's really good to um, to hear about some of the products, and I'll I'll mention them in the program notes so people can can check them out if they want to. Mm. So just to return to shake up, I'd be really interested to know where you see the the sector going, and what, and what what you're thinking in terms of you know new products and and what's happening in the in the space now. I mean, obviously it's in its. I guess in some ways it's still in its infancy but i mean it must be quite an exciting time to be in in this space
1: yes it is exciting we're seeing more brands coming to this space as well which is great you know like one brand doesn't make a category you know we want more exactly brands um you know each brand brings something different to this category and we all together can push this boundary forward we launched with uh predominantly color range. You know, we launched the BB cream, the concealer. So they were the first products, were they? Yeah, yeah. The BB yeah. cream, the concealer, and the lip gel were the first the three we launched with. And in a way, it was great because that really allowed us to make a bit of a noise in this category. Um, I think yeah. skincare is more saturated than 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 cosmetics. And and BB cream still today remains our global best-seller. Um, and that is really good to see because clearly there's a demand for it from guys you know, similar yeah. to us. Yeah, yeah. And then we we followed that up with the skincare uh, line as well. So we want to offer the end-to-end skincare regime right from uh, face wash all the way to a SPF-based BB cream. So... Within that spectrum, no matter where you are, in terms of your beauty journey, you can always find something that is suitable for you. And all the products are designed for all skin types, including sensitive. Where we see us is that we want to shake up to be synonymous with men's beauty and men's skincare and cosmetics all, all around the world. And that is the big dream. And going global and export is definitely key part of our our growth mm. strategy. In a way, our arms were kind of twisted um, when we launched in late 2019, a few months later, we went into lockdown because of COVID. So, you know, like we launched with the Harvey Nichols um, back in 2019. Harvey Nichols basically gave us a listing for all eight stores and online literally two weeks after we officially launched. And that was a fantastic boost for our confidence because clearly, you know, big retailer are taking notice. And uh, but unfortunately, Harvey Nichols had to close their stores for pretty much like 16 months throughout the entire COVID. So- <laughs> we <laughs> like getting out the party poppers and then oh no I know, I know it was really like that we m- me and Shane, we actually sort of traveled to all eight stores, met with the staff and trained them up and talked to the customers and literally a week after that, oh actually we we're all shut. I was like great, That's money well spent uh, but you know that that, that nobody, nobody could have foreseen that obviously, but you know for us being such a young brand in order to survive we had to go to where opportunities were and um, and we knew. Uh, As we discussed earlier, Asia was at the forefront of of this movement of the men's beauty. So going to Asian market was always on the card. So at that point, thinking, you know, why not? Let's just accelerate our growth since UK is in a bit of hibernation. Why don't we just basically go international now? And then we launched since then. We have launched in China via cross-border e-commerce on Tmall. Our BB cream is actually the uh, number one uh, premium men's BB cream on Tmall platform in China. Oh, really? Yeah, we sell one every four minutes uh, in, in China. That's the latest figure that I had from our, from our um, uh, distributor wow. there. And um, yeah, so it really did take off there. And that enabled us to develop more more products. And we, since launched in Australia as well, we're now in Maya department stores in Australia. And uh, we're talking to other distributors in other, in other markets as well. So the dream is for us to be everywhere and to be the go-to brand when guys think about skincare, thinking about concealers, blemishes, and they will think of Shake Up.
0: Oh, it's such a fantastic story. And I'm so thrilled to hear <laughs> Thank how you. well it's going.
1: <laughs> Thank um, you very
0: much. The The name of the podcast is Man in the Mirror. And I'm always nosy and sort of keen <laughs> to find out from the guests what what they see when they look in the mirror because you know sometimes there's stories of you know I hope and what I'd love to hear is you know people who feel sort of comfortable in their skin and what they see now but obviously there's you know there's all there's a a spectrum of people who you know look back at a certain time of their life or or you know were happier with their appearance at different times and and obviously different attitudes to treatments and, and changes that we can make how do you feel Jake when you when you look in the mirror now in terms of what looks back at you?
1: Um, it's an interesting question. Um, I think like many other people for the longest time, you kind of notice what I, I noticed, the uh, the imperfections, you know, you see the gray hair, you yeah. see the spots, yeah. you see wrinkles, you see, you know, tired eyes. And especially if you're stressed um, from work or if you're sad and you look in the mirror, and you really see a self-reflection of that person and it's not, a great site, and but I think lately, I don't know whether you've um read the book, it's kind of Midnight Library, where it's basically about this kind of sci fi story of this person's um sort of having experiences and tastes of the, the the same person but in different universes in different parallel universes. What's it called, Jake? Uh, Mid- Midnight Library, Midnight Library. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. I've not read it. Um, so it's a, it's a very funny. Hilarious book to, to to read, and 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 um, it's it's actually quite philosophic, philosophical. The whole story is about that you know you could be living many lives in a different parallel universe, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you're happier necessarily in another life. You know, don't give up yeah. on the one that you have got. Right. And every time I see the mirror after that book, I kind of like imagine that the person inside the mirror is actually me in a different universe and actually looking back at me, thinking I am that person's reflection in the mirror. And right. and sometimes if I am stressed or if I'm sad, I can't imagine that person living a different life, might have different kind of challenges, but might be happier or might be sadder. And then they kind of have a bit of a balance act there to think, do you know what? Like don't give up on the life that you have. There is so much goodness in this. Enjoy what you're doing now and don't get bogged down by all of this kind of stress because no other lives in any other parallel universes are necessarily better than the one that you have now yeah so that's kind of like a bit of a self-reflecting self-balancing act every time like if i want to be a little bit deeper i really like when that I
0: see, and that idea of, sort of yeah kind of um taking yourself out of yourself a little bit and yeah having that kind mm. of yeah having that time to to reflect and uh, yeah
1: it's yeah. Deep. Don't get me wrong. I don't do that every time <laughs> no. I see it. I mean, it's not every time I wash, brush my teeth. I'm thinking, oh, well, where are you? I mean, I don't do that. What university are you in? But, you know. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: But it's. I guess it's good to sometimes to yeah that separation and to you know allow yourself to give yourself a bit of distance and, and um, perspective, I suppose, isn't it? That's what, that's what it is. That's the word. Yeah. yeah.
1: You kind of step step out of that situation, step out of your own mm. your own head in a way yeah. and it just kind of have a bit of helicopter view and and, and I think it does give you perspective.
0: And you, you talked about, um, you know, teenage years where maybe, you know, skin was more of an issue. Are you at a stage now where, you know, you're much happier with your Appearance and and you does that give you a, a new level of confidence that, that perhaps might have been missing for a little while?
1: Yeah, I I had to say that I I am really you know the shake up is actually about the why we do it that really kind of gives me the the purpose for myself is kind of like a self discovery through this brand which is why we love doing what we do so much despite how stressful it can be sometimes. Because you really do feel like there's a purpose in there, that you, you're you helping, especially when you're helping other guys. You know, we have this service where guys can actually send in the selfies and we advise them on the best shade. That oh, will, great. That will, you will know, need suit their skin because they might not, you know, they might not know which shade is the best for them. So we ask them to send in the selfie and we can advise. And what we tend to get is actually... As a follow-up from that, they will be asking, okay, I also have this skin issues. What do you do? What can I do? And and when we had that, we experimented with a pop-up in London for three days last Christmas and we have guys coming in and it was this really sweet guy who came in to ask on behalf of his son because he sees his son struggling with his skin issues and really yeah. get, you know, his self-confidence is being affected. He came in asking for products so that he can buy it to give it to his son. That is heartwarming and yeah. that is lovely to see. And I just make you feel like you're really doing something to change someone's, you know, you could potentially change that person's confidence yeah. and really kind of get, get that person to fulfill their dreams. Um that, that really kind of give us a purpose. And I, I deep down, I feel a lot better about myself for, for what we do. And appearance-wise, because I've been using, I've been learning the self-skincare self, self skincare routines and my skin cleared up a lot, you know, compared to, you know, three or four years ago. And it does really kind of boost my confidence. Yes, I still use BB cream, but mostly for the SPF, mm-hmm. as well as just having that kind of, you know, even out look. And it's also, it's a habit of using it. I love the scent of it. But, in terms of the overall confidence, you know, I, I do feel a lot more confident when we go out, talk to customers, when we go on business trip, when we go to events, socializing, and just be more comfortable in our own skin. Yeah. And I, I do work out a lot more than I used to as well, and I learned how to look after my body and mind. Um. Even though sometimes you, it's, it's hard to find time to do that, but you know, you, you, I think overall it it kind of makes you feel more. Um, positive about yourself yeah. and are more optimistic and therefore you do take better care of yourselves overall yeah
0: it's funny you say that i had uh, had another guest on the podcast from the skincare industry and it, it, he made a really good point that i hadn't thought about before is that, that sort of the blessing and the curse of, of working in sort of skincare industry as i suppose you know when you when you mention it to people or people know what you do the first thing they're going to do is sort of look at you as the you know almost the kind of billboard of the of the brand isn't it go you know it's working really well for him you know Jake looks great yeah. and uh, but you know it's 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 I suppose, an added pressure sometimes, isn't it? Because people expect Mm. to see the results on on your
1: face. Yeah. If you see a a nutritionist that actually looks like so malnourished, (laughs) you're like, "Mm, I don't think I want to listen to you. It's the same thing, isn't it? It really is the same thing. We do feel that double-edged sword. I mean, you do have to look after yourselves because you're basically the walking billboard for your brand. So yeah, you have to preach what you teach. Exactly.
0: Well, uh, from uh, listeners won't be able to see it, but uh, I can see Jake on screen and he's an excellent example of his brand, I let me tell you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, so the, the final thing, Jake, is um, this kind of massive question, which you can take in any way you like, but um, I wonder what makes you happy? What What are the things that bring you joy?
1: Gosh, um, traveling makes me happy. Really? That's the first thing that pop into my mind. That might be probably shallower than the answer that you no, were to. Oh my God, no. But, <laughs> no. No, no, not at all. No, but I mean, I, I, I don't think so at
0: all because I think, you know, the, the cliches of, you know, travel broadening the mind and, you know, re- learning from other cultures and experiences. No, absolutely not. Oh, I'd, I'd be
1: with you on that. I think traveling, whether it's by myself or with the with the loved ones and, you know, building memories, that really is what makes me, That that's probably where I am the happiest.
0: And you get to combine, I guess, with... Shake up, does that necessitate quite a lot of global travel and having to visit other territories anyway?
1: Uh, we're starting to do that um, recently more often um, because obviously during COVID we couldn't. Um, but actually, recently we have just been to a trade show in Singapore and we did actually eventually went to meet up with our distributors and checked out our products in my department stores in Australia. Check how they look. Yeah, that was a great feeling because by it's fair, a brand that fair. you have created that. In, displayed in a country you've never been to is, is 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 a really interesting um feeling oh i can imagine <laughs> um but you know but but, but yeah it's a, it's a one of the perks is that we can actually get to see more of the world when uh you know while we're doing what we love mm. um but i think traveling with my partner for example just making that memories and and i used to take a lot of photos and videos and on my phones were with my sr when we're on on holiday but um nowadays i i, I Try to consciously stop myself doing that because I feel like I need to capture all of this using my eyes and then yeah. store them in my head rather than just going back through the photos on my phone. I just feel like it's hard to hard not to do that, but but I I try to stop myself from doing that and be a bit uh, so more like sort of present it.
0: in in the moment. I totally exactly. know what you mean. So if if I could give you a a ticket straight away, sort of money no object airline ticket right now. And you could go somewhere else. Where Where do you think you'd go?
1: Oh gosh, um, either Tokyo or Hawaii. I think
0: could do both. Could do a stopover and then. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you can. You you could, I you can.
1: Yeah, two. you can. I I I'll tell you why those two places. Yeah. I think you know for, for Tokyo, I feel like it's, it's the buzz, and I feel like I'm charging my battery every time I go there. Is that kind of you know constantly going and is but it's civilized, is is disciplined, is is routine, and everything just works clockworks and there's. I feel like I'm, I'm never, I've never disappointed on me when I'm in Japan. And then I love and it's, that. It's, it's, I love that insane. idea
0: of, you know, sort of a place that you can recharge you and, you know, give you new ideas and energy.
1: Yeah. Because everyone is basically going somewhere. They have a purpose and then they're driven and they're doing something and the noise and the lights and everything is just, it, it's the stimulation it's really kind of charges your battery and Hawaii i didn 't expect it to like it so much, but we went there and and it was just uh, a a fantastic experience it's just you know it is the opposite of of of, of tokyo so you you really kind of let loose and you because you, i I do feel like you also need to have that the switch off um, relaxation as well yeah the switch off the cut off as well in order to just go again so that's that 's the reason why I picked those two places
0: lovely well i was I was lucky enough in my much younger days, I lived in Japan for a couple of years of teaching, and uh, oh, wow. in, in, the, in the mid no, oh god, so long ago—in the mid nineties. But loved, well, loved the country so much, and, and particularly Tokyo. I was in a different, well, just outside a, a city called Nagoya, which is on the main mm. um, island. But yeah, I totally know what you mean. It's just, even for me as a someone in the early—you know—just left university. It was, it was this kind of yeah, this sort of jolt of 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 energy and such a different obviously it's such a different culture to to the UK, but I still, you know, if, if photos come up, I seem to follow all these really amazing Japanese photographers who take cityscape kind of photos on Instagram, or, you know, if ever there's a conversation like this and Japan or Tokyo comes up, I just, I, my eyes light up and I just, yeah. I think, it, it, you know, there's a combination of finding it such a fascinating, beautiful, varied country and all that, but also... I'm sure it was a kind of time in my life where I'd, you know, had just left university, didn't have so many responsibilities, but, um, yeah, a real kind of formative and, and special time for me. So I, yeah, I totally know what you're talking about when it's applied. I think, in fact, if, if I'm asking myself the same question, I was given a, you know, a ticket, I'd probably head to um, Tokyo as well. So I'll see you there. Oh, amazing. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yes, see you there. I, I think you're so right. I really do encourage a lot of, like, everyone to do that. I think you you obviously had a similar experience to mine as well, is that at, around that age, you get to see the world, and you really have that. You you, 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 I think it really does open your mind when your mind is ready to be opened. Yeah. And that is just You're uh, right, it's, the it's most a good time.
0: And I think also, you know, that hopefully that that kind of experience can then sort of travel with you in life where, you know, I I definitely think I came back hopefully more, uh, more open-minded, but also that I think you you can, there's a tendency when you finish university that you, you know, you know it all and you're, you know, you're kind of king of the hill and you kind of got it all (laughs) sorted, (laughs) but it's it's quite a good lesson to realise that you can, if you're thrown somewhere completely different and in a different culture and a different experience that we don't really know anything and, and that, you know, there's, there's whole other different worlds going on, you know, maybe even just down the street, but certainly in other countries. So I think that, you know, in, in in the nicest way, a kind of humbling experience of of just stepping back and seeing how, seeing that there's other ways of doing things, there's other ways of living and thinking and all of that. So uh, yeah, I've, I've, you know, tried to, and I think, you know, it's that idea of just being open to to new things and not feeling like you've got all the answers because I, I certainly haven't
1: a hundred percent a hundred percent
0: yeah absolutely
1: no great that's really good to hear
0: yeah well thank you so much for for your time it's been honestly such a, a pleasure to hear you you know what's going on with the brand and 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 hear about how how and why it all happened and uh, wish you every success and I, I know it's going to go from strength to strength and it's um something that's you know, really needed and, um, is, is answering a real, you know, fulfilling a real need and, um, long may it continue. So look, take care. Thank you so much. And I'm going to mention some of the products in the program notes and, um, how people can find out more about the brand and where they can find it. And, um, Hope to speak to you again soon. And
1: thank you so much. Thank you very much as well for for providing this platform for us to talk about these things. I think it's such, it's such a um, a rare platform for us for this kind of topics for men to have a place like this to talk about it. Oh, thanks. So, well, you know, the, the, thank you so much for having me. Oh, it's well. a pleasure. I know that, yeah,
0: that's definitely the idea to just you know open up these conversations and allow people to hear about it in a more you know in a more relaxed setting where where you can have these kind of chats without it either feeling sort of too too much like a kind of sales pitch because I think you know it's, it's really interesting and important to get some context around some of this stuff and to, to and to kind of deem I suppose to demystify it and I, I certainly you know get really interested in the stories of the brands and the, the founders and how and how, how these things come to be and, and obviously you know from what you've said I can definitely tell that Shake Up is a it's a business opportunity but it's a it's a it could only have come from you and it's a it's a product of your experience and your journey so far. So it's, um, I know people were going to find it as as interesting as I did. So um, thank you so much and uh, love to speak to you again soon. Yeah,
1: thank you so much. Thanks for thanks,
0: having me. Thanks, Jake. Take care. Huge thanks, Jake. Um, I really enjoyed our chat and I, I hope you agree there were some really interesting issues covered there and, and you know, the more you hear about sort of cosmetics and, and, and products like that, you know, it's not just about, you know, the cliches around, you know, being just vanity. You know, you can see that it's, it's really important in terms of people's self-confidence and there's so many reasons why people use it. And, and even if it is just that people want to look good, there's absolutely uh, no problem with that. So it's a it's a really important conversation to have and, um, you know, great just to find out a bit more about Shake Up and, and Jake himself. If you want to find Shake Up Cosmetics on Instagram, you can do. They are at shakeup.cosmetics, so it's shakeup, or one word, dot cosmetics on Insta. And um, their website is simply shakeupcosmetics.com. So you'll find in the program notes some of the products that uh, Jake was referring to and, and some of the... The products that he uses in his regime so you'll, you'll get more information and links there um if you want to find out more about the man in the mirror podcast and what guests are coming up and and um, episodes you might have missed you can find me on instagram at man in the mirror pod and it'd be great if you could leave any reviews or stars or any good things like that on your podcast platform of choice Look, I'll be back next week with another great guest. Um, Really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. My thanks to Jake Hsu. Thanks to you. And I'll see you next time. Take care.